0: So we are actually live now. After the first time when I clicked it, and it just went failed to start broadcast. I'm like, oh no. The thing is, are you sure? <laughs> no, not yet. So, <laughs> do, do you, do you hopefully, ev- hello everyone.
1: Is are you ever sure when you click anything on the internet now?
0: Not do when what? it's related to streaming. When it's like, oh, your your stream is live. It's like, is it? Is it? Now, how, how mad
1: were you when you learned that? Um, like they keep making software. Like, worse, because computers get better. Because you know, when you're, like, you're a kid, and it takes, like, four minutes to boot up the internet? So they used does to have happen? to optimise things. But now it's like, every time they develop, like, new hardware, they just think, well, okay,
0: we can just tax your software more. And it's like,
1: no! That's, I want the hardware to outpace the software so it just mm-hmm. works
0: instantly. Yeah, it's like, but, just... You know what? If I've got the capability, if I've got, like, 64 gig of RAM, and just, like, an 8-core CPU just attack my pc with just making the hardware do all the hard work it's
1: like every time you get a phone you get a new like now you get a new phone and it's like oh it's one percent faster it's like it should be like 50 percent faster what the <laughs> fuck Why? why have i got to wait for an app to load up It's so, because they make apps just take more resources every time same thing with like glass on phones like there's a, a quote from the guy who makes gorilla glass so the company hmm. that owns the the guy who runs the company that makes gorilla glass corning and they're asking, like, why do phones still scratch? Said, it's not our fault. Every time we make better glass, Apple rolls it thinner. <laughs> so every time we make glass stronger, it's like, realistically, glass could be bulletproof, but just every yes. time we make stronger glass, they roll it thinner to make thinner phones. <laughs> anyway, welcome to another episode of the Wiki Weekdays podcast. I am the... I'm a... Do you say co-host or host?
0: I mean, technically, either works. I guess, like, you take the, the role host of and, host. Yeah. like yeah. You're taking the role of host this week because you're doing like the intro, I guess. But like, we are just both co-hosts. Okay, I am one of the hosts
1: of Wiki week Days, Carl Smallwood, joined as ever off camera. No, off on screen. Camera. On camera. On camera.
0: <laughs> in the distance,
1: <laughs> Lucas Holland. Hello there. This is the series where we scour the lengths and breadth of the internet to, uh, you know, just find wikis on things we find interesting to see mm-hmm. what kind of conversations elicit from going through them together. And Lucas, I believe it's your turn first this week. And just, it's hard to, like, it's pretty difficult to not, sorry, it's pretty easy to say what you're going to pick this week just based on the thumbnail for this one I can just (laughs) see in front of me. Because you know what? I'm surprised that that logo isn't just burned into my screen with how much I played this game.
0: I know, right? Like, yeah, well, I guess I've played it, I've played quite a lot, but it's one of those games where I go, like, Oh yeah, I played like a hundred hours of Elden Ring. That's quite a lot. And just everyone who's played a lot of Elden Ring is going to be like filthy casual.
1: Yeah, just uh, only a well.
0: hundred hours of this game.
1: I just tried to open a can of black
0: coffee, oh, no. and apparently it's fizzy black coffee because <laughs> it just thing.
1: exploded. So if you give me one moment, oh god, I'm so sorry.
0: So yeah, I'll just do the quick intro of like what Elden Ring is for anyone who's not aware. I guess. Um, Elden Ring is a 2022 action role-playing game developed by From Software. It It was directed by Hidetaka Miyazaki and with world building provided by fantasy writer George Railroad Martin. That's his real, real name, right? I don't know. I've just just heard him referred to as Railroad Martin so many times. He's obsessed with trains. uh, That's what
1: referred to him as now. Lucas, my response to that has got to be was he? So have you ever like, really actually like, asked George R. R. Martin, like, how much
0: is your right? And he's like, uh. Eh. You know what? I, I like I just scribbled a few notes down on a napkin and just handed it to me as Aki one day. Right, and that note just simply said And it was souls
1: to runes.
0: And that was it. <laughs> Done. So yes, um, you know, thank you for everyone joining one in an Elden Ring discussion. I will say. The, my first initial thought because uh to date of the podcast, like a Shadow of the Earth Tree trailer just came out. Like we haven't heard about this DLC since like a year or two ago and George, it's like that's how it's done. Yeah. It's we just know you want it, we don't care.
1: We're just gonna work <laughs> on it. We're just
0: gonna wait. We're gonna keep just plowing ahead. Doing when you know, we'll release it when we see fit. But I was thinking of like oh, well, I'll, I'll go check out, like, a specific character. Obviously, my first thought was Melania. <laughs> you fool. And then I realised that I've played 100 hours and not understood, like, a minute of the lore. So I was like, let's just discuss the game itself.
1: Yeah. The lore is completely incomprehensible, and that is entirely by design. It's Miyazaki, when he was asked, like, why do your games not have much, like, you know, direct storytelling? Why is it all, like, inferred? Mm-hmm. And his answer was, like, you know, I'm not very good at reading.
0: Oh, <laughs> right, I, okay. Yeah. But I had, thought sure, his... I,
1: I'm pretty sure he's something like he's either dyslexic or just like really just found reading to be a struggle so it's wanted to do all his storytelling visually I what thought his answer was be like oh
0: no I wanted to provide content that like Elden Ring lore YouTubers could do for us instead my my favourite thing about people who make content like
1: Dark Souls and Elden Ring I think it's like Vachavidya is like the most famous one. The, the
0: most famous, as he, far as I'm I, right, I think
1: yeah. to the point where like, they were being asked to like, consult on like, the translations for guides and stuff. Mm-hmm. Every video they do, they say, This is just my interpretation. And then people quote them as gospel mm-hmm. when discussing the thing. It's like, No, the whole point is that it's supposed to be inferred. It's like the universe was created in a way where you can, you know, you're supposed to read it for yourself and take, your, take away your own um, mm-hmm. uh, ideas from it.
0: Yeah, and as a Destiny player, it's very similar. There's a lot of like uh, law YouTubers out there, and like my name is Bife, it's the most popular one over there, and like a lot of them, their videos are the same of like this is how I've read the law, and this is mm-hmm. what like my theorization of the law is. And then people are like, well, if you go watch that video, it says this about the law. It's like, yeah, that's that's a good idea about it, but their name, it, like their word, isn't necessarily gospel, as you said, like. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't really ever do a deep dive on Elden Ring lore. I just went, this game is fun to play. Yep. I really enjoy playing this game. There's a lot, there's a lot of cool game. shit in this world. Yeah, the world, like, looks cool as fuck. And, oh, apparently I'm burning down a tree. I didn't realise that was happening. Oh, I'm some, fighting some big golden monster. Cool.
1: There is some cool shit in that universe, and that's one of the beauties of it, is that you can take as much or as little from it as you want. Mm-hmm. whereas yeah, totally. Like, a very strange feeling to like talk about, and then I'll someone sort of say, Well, you know, this one YouTuber tells you what it is, and you go watch the video, and they say, This is just my interpretation, of course. <laughs> feel free to take your own. And then people hear that and go, Well, I'm just gonna say everything that you said, mm-hmm. so- I'm gonna become that guy and just repeat everything I hear a YouTuber say and say, Pretend that's my personality.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I did mention, like, I, you know, I put about 100 hours into my save file. Um, I didn't really pay much attention to the lore. I was just mainly in it for exploration and gameplay and stuff. Yeah, And I played like um, Basically, like, you know, instantly went in on that Meteorite staff build because I'm a coward that isn't very good at Souls games. Totally valid way to play. Yeah, totally. Um, And, you know, did a lot of multiplayer on bosses and stuff like that. Like, Absolutely. totally legit. Totally way to valid. Play.
1: It's a game system. Use it as much as you want. And Anyone Carl? who's like anyone who's like that who's like oh it's cheating or like playing as like you play on easy baby mode it's like sure Mm -hmm. the game doesn't give you a chance why
0: should i give the game a chance yeah exactly the game is built to fuck you over i might as well fuck it over as back you know but um i was just going to ask what is your kind of summation of your experience with elden ring as far as you can remember
1: Uh, it's one of a couple of games released recently that just grabbed me not many games of this happens. And like, you know, the older I get, the less this happens with media in general, where it is just like Elden Ring, got it, downloaded it, booted it up. And first off, of course, you get like, you know, the old dark, 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 dark. And then Bandai Namco comes up, and you're like, oh God. Just like <laughs> yeah. get a by Bandai Namco. Every time it's like, oh god, it's one o'clock in the morning, calm down. Mm-hmm. And after I got past that, it's like I played it till about like, four in the morning, woke up in the morning, and that's I like, you know, started doing fact fiend stuff and went. We really want to play some Elden Ring, Mm. and then like you know, rush through my workplace. More Elden Ring. There's only a couple of games that's happened. I think another one is God of War. Mm -hmm. Well, I played God of War and I woke up and I'm like, kind of want to play some more God of War. And then Baldur's
0: Gate, of course. I was going to say like that was extreme with Baldur's Gate. Of every like, uh, it's very rare you go to bed as late as I do. But it was every night with Baldur's Gate. Carl's (laughs) awake at like five a.m. when I message him something. It's like just I am playing some Baldur's Gate. But yeah, um, like, did you did you finish the game? I can't remember. Yes, I completed yeah. the game several times, got a couple of the different
1: endings. My favourite thing as well is, do you like that, we play through Mass Effect at the moment, the criticism, like, the ending is just a cutscene. Mm. Also, the ending is just like a JPEG. Mm-hmm. That is literally the ending to Elden Ring. It's just your character sits on a throne with one of three colours behind them. <laughs> but you the know,
0: best thing but, is. But no one complained because the game is like 400 hours long. Yeah, um the the part where I got up to was the final boss and I've just never entered the boss room but I guess like I can go back because I wanted to, originally my idea was like well I'm at the boss room um, I'm gonna like go fight the optional bosses like there's like Moog and Melania and stuff yeah. like that, I'm gonna go explore the areas where I basically have not been yet and then I'm gonna come back and then do the final boss as like the the ending of my experience which I guess I'll go do that like
1: I'll, I'll go, go finish up that
0: before June, where the dlc comes out now um but yeah it was funny of like oh you played 100 hours of elden ring like you finished it then it's like i got to the final boss and never tried it oh the final boss is not that difficult no i it's not even a difficulty thing it was more just i i think i just got distracted by another game when i was intended to go explore the rest of what i had i had unexplored but there was a lot of elden ring tell me about though tell me more about elden ring well, it was published for PS4, PS5, Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. The fact on... they got that
1: shit running on a PS4.
0: Yeah, and an Xbox One. I was surprised, because I think I remember at one point saying to somebody that, oh yeah, well, you can't play Elden Ring yet, you'll have to get a PlayStation 5, just because I was playing on a PS5 and assumed... Yeah, I played it, on, it I would... played on PS4. Yeah, I assumed it wouldn't run on a PS4. I still can't believe they got Ragnarok running
1: on a PS4. Mm-hmm. I remember, when I just messaged you guys and I just sent you like just video footage like, is my guys, my PlayStation 4 <laughs> is going Super Saiyan 3 just as it just, tries to re- like render
0: Ragnarok? Hearing your PS4 Pro try to just jetpack out of the room, So <laughs> the reason it's got that power brick, it's to weigh it down. Uh, and it was released on February 25th by From Software in Japan and Bam-Kai- Bandai Namco Entertainment. I, I always mess it up as well. Yeah, it's because they not longer go switch from Namco Bandai to Bandai yep. Namco. So in your head, you're still fixing it. Yeah, and players control a customizable player character who is on a quest to repair the Elden Ring and become the new Elden Lord. No, in my fucking <laughs> playthrough, you weren't. My playthrough is burn it all down, baby. <laughs> yeah, burn it all down. <laughs> the thing, down. I burned it all down without really realising what was going on. It's more, it's just every- yeah, everything's worse trying th- to kill me, Fucking Like, a weird white puppet woman person turned up, I can't even remember her name, and she went... I think we should burn this tree down. i, was like, I, I, I will sure. say,
1: the names in Elden Ring can fuck all the way up. Well
0: that's how you know it's written by George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Right? Godfrey, Godric, <laughs> Ranala, Rani. It's like, what are you doing? That's clearly that is the stamp of George R. 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 Martin. And apparently because- like he's
1: got nothing to do with that because people said it's oh, all the the bosses, their names spell out like um uh like Godrej, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Radan, and Mikaela, i forget the name. That's it. has been a while since I played it myself. But G-R-R-M. So it's like G-R-R-M. they asked yeah. Godric, him about that. Like, no, it's not me. I'm not. I'm not that like up
0: my own ass. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Fromsoft did that presumably as like you know a nod to him. I'm glad someone else in chat is saying like I have not finished the final boss <sighs> either, but it makes me feel a little bit better about myself just. Say, do you feel like you got like you know your money's worth out of it? Oh, 100%. I thoroughly enjoyed that. it, yeah. Done. Um, you got your I feel worth. like I still want to go back one day and get into it, but the problem is the moment you get out of it a little bit, it's... you're then all... Because I, I was at the point where, what was I going to do? Oh, well, I was off to try and fight Melania, and I was out of practice. Like the, Unless I'm fully committed to getting back in... Which I will do around the time of the DLC, I guess. Where I'm actually going to sit down and get get good, quote unquote, of the game again. Well, get the thing reasonable that, like... with yeah. my skill level. It's just I'm going to go into all these boss fights and absolutely get myself handed. All of like the FromSoft games have this weird reputation
1: for being difficult. And I remember like a friend of mine got really mad when I pointed out every boss can be beaten by walking like circle strafing around, pressing R one, mm-hmm. because that's every boss. Every boss is just circled straight around. It's, like, it's about just having the balls to not dodge. Dodging and, is like a trick. Do not dodge. And, as and well, do not timing, dodge you dodge into.
0: Timing on everything.
1: Yes, everything is just timing, but it's always 4-4. Four, four. Mm-hmm. I remember that's why uh, Dancer of the Boreal Valley in um, Dark Souls 3 got a lot of people, because every enemy in the game fights in 4-4. Four, four. But the Dancer of the Boreal Valley, being a dancer, fights in like 4-3, I think. I don't know the exact, but they fight yeah. off-timing. And it fucks up so many people because they don't realise that the entire game teaches you, without you really knowing it, the timing to a boss fight. Mm-hmm. There's a cadence to every battle and like you have to dodge in a certain thing just after like 40 hours, it just becomes second nature. And the dance of the Boreal Valley just completely ignores that.
0: And also, that's why any of the dual boss fights really fuck people up as well because you've got to pay attention to the timing on two different enemies at once.
1: Yep. I, I will say though so, the dual enemies can fuck off in from Soft Games, they, everyone always says like Ornstein and Smoke are good. They're not. Like <laughs> they've never topped Agni and Rudra in Devil May Cry three. That's the only I mean, dual, the only dual boss fight that actually works because they fight as a pair. They fight properly yeah. as a pair, and when you kill one, the other one picks up weapons and wields two weapons at once.
0: But in Devil May Cry, it's a very different type of game where they want to empower the player rather than empower the bosses. I don't know, I feel pretty powerful in Elden Ring when I'm
1: walking in and I'm just <laughs> fucking just punching everything to death.
0: That's the thing is, because again, I was very inexperienced with Souls games. I guess I wasn't, because I'd played Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2... And um, a few of like the Neo games and the Souls likes, yeah. But I've never gotten past the twenty hour mark in any of them because I've just got fed up with them. Whereas Elden Ring was the one that managed to finally grab me. It's just such an and interesting world to walk around in. Like there's always really something is, around every yeah. corner. And I just, you know, unashamedly just over leveled myself for the Why areas. Why not? Fuck it, yeah. Power fantasy, let's go. I just wanted to explore that world. That is what I was really in for. Is didn't necessarily want to be completely challenged by every enemy. I wanted to explore this cool world and get transported along all these different areas and, you know, go into, like, a floating island with a tornado in the middle of it and shit like this. It's <laughs> very, very cool. I want to experience, cool. yeah. I
1: I want want to experience it,
0: yeah. And <clears throat> I just remember going into that um, the Godskin Duo fight. And everybody, oh, that was, can fu- everyone hates that fight. That everyone hates that off. fight. but I just walked in and just one shot them both, basically. Like not one shot them, but I just did it in one clean, easy run with a summon, and was like, "Oh, that was really easy." I don't know why everyone was complaining. I realized, oh, I'm probably just so overpowered at this yeah, point.
1: Is the Godskin duo has a literally broken hitbox on one of their attacks, and the mm. fact that once you've killed one, it respawns—that can fuck off.
0: I think that's a joint what- health pool. One thing that really like I looked out on, I think, is that I just killed them both right next to each other. You got a good pattern, yeah, yeah. So I just managed to kind of be over leveled and look out in a bit of a combo where I just got away with that fight not feeling completely bullshit for me. It's like the
1: um, the it's like I think it's like the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. The room. The stories of the difficulty of like, the Souls games are greatly exaggerated by people who just seemingly want to inflate the size of their e They're not difficult, they're punishing. They're two mm-hmm. very distinct things. Like, once, yeah, well, pun- um, they punish mistakes very hard, but they actually give you a lot of leeway and there's a lot of tools you can use to make yourself as powerful or more o- or overpowerful.
0: Yeah, like, the problem is it's just that just the, said, the game like... doesn't
1: explain them to you. That's what pisses me off. I yeah. wish the game like for example I remember when I bought Bloodborne um, Dark Souls 3 and I had to Google what the fucking stats did and I had yeah, a friend that, legitimately that... try and argue to me like no that's intentional it's like the game should tell me what my fucking stats do
0: mm-hmm. stuff like that can absolutely yeah. fuck
1: off like, like being obtuse is one thing they should tell me what the stats do so you yeah, should able exactly. to infer from what they say like okay strength yeah I get that strength vigour Dexterity. Mm. The fuck does faith increase? Oh that's a
0: useless stat. Never increase that.
1: How am I supposed to know that if the games not mm-hmm. tell me what it increases?
0: Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's people who say that they don't want to try them because of the difficulty. That was me for a long time. And yeah, I as I said, I just found guides online of like here's places you can go on power level. Yep. I just I didn't necessarily have an easy time, but I also didn't have a brutal time either. Yeah, so for thing, the most like, part, I was going through the majority of enemies really easily, and it was only really mini bosses and bosses that were keeping me at bay.
1: So, so I played Ninja Gaiden and Devil May Cry and Revengeance and stuff like those games are ba- like those are games where you have like frame perfect inputs. Hmm. Like, um. You have so much time, especially like if you sword and board it. If you walk around with a shield, you're fine. You're basically invincible if you're carrying a shield in and those games.
0: You have options like I did, where I just picked long range magic so that. Most enemies weren't a problem until I came up against uh the it's something the black blade and it's the one that's oh, the giant werewolf yeah. that does all the bleed attacks on you and is just in your face all of the time. Are you still know you to can make just, a jump uh, off the edge. I had to just basically message a mutual friend to like, Come and help me. The thing is, you're that makes you feel like a right like squat, like you're
1: walking like the SWAT <laughs> team. When I mean, you just walk in with like two of you and it's like, alright, let's fucking go. Like Godskin duo when you get a summon and you bring a friend in. And it's like, alright, mm. three on two, let's go. And he's it just the beat down.
0: Um, because I'd been relying so heavily on just standing at long range with magic, my friend asked me what my build was, they were like, why is your health just at zero? The thing is that Lucas, what it could have you, been worse. you could have been carrying two shields, like Elon
1: Musk. Oh God!
0: <laughs> oh, and if you know, people haven't played Elden Ring. Uh, it is presented through a third-person perspective. Players freely roam its interactive open world. There are six main areas traversed using the player's character steed Torrent as the primary mode of travel and i do really like torrent because it just it teleports in whenever you want it yeah, and it's that not it is the gold standard for
1: i want my fast tr- i want my horse but it's not a good horse it like you know i have no attachment to it but just the idea of just as you are running you whistle and it appears beneath your character model that should be every game that has horses
0: yeah i remember playing through uh, breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom another <laughs> two great games with a fantastic horse, open world. but Your horse just stays where you left it. <laughs> it just, so it means they useless. You immediately want to climb up a cliff, and then your horse is still just sat down there. You're just, like, it, okay, do I guess I had this horse for 20
1: seconds. Either do what my Elder Ring does and make it teleport to you, or what Red Dead Redemption does, where it just comes in from off-screen. You don't yes. see where it comes from, it just comes in from off-screen.
0: Um, and I appreciate that they want to keep the the horse in the world to make it Seem more realistic, but that game is encouraging you to climb up cliffs every second. That torrent is such a good just traversal tool. It
1: is. I Um, almost expect them to put in like a Yoshi jump at some point, like just (laughs) jump off because you can actually like.
0: See, well, there like, is the I- jump, obviously.
1: There is, yeah, but like, the iframes you get jumping on and off of Torrent are so good you can just go through, like, Radan's ultimate attack. <laughs> and there's, like, videos online of people just, like, st- casually stepping off of Torrent as Radan hits them. <laughs> he looks so boss.
0: And I know in Breath of the Wild the DLC did have a uh, teleport harness, but no, no, that was not present in the main game, and it wasn't present in Tears of the Kingdom, as far as I'm aware. So, just... Yeah, always, just give me the option to not have my horse stuck at the bottom of a cliff somewhere. <laughs>
1: I just want my horse to fly.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, linear hidden dungeons can be explored to find useful items. Players can use several type of weapons, magic spells including non-direct engagement enabled by stealth mechanics. And yes. The stealth mechanics are hard to do against any difficult enemy, I will say. No, that. most
1: enemies can find a away. but I do like the sneak attacks and the report. That's why I like walking around enemies. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it must be encouraged by the game. They never tell you to do it, but it's so obvious of, like... If, if you try and attack like those big knight enemies head on, you just get your ass handed to you. But as soon as you learn, as soon as they swing, just walk slowly around them with the lock on it and just go behind and stab them in the back and insta-kill. <laughs> now that first area, you know like the eight knights, is just such a good place to just level up. Right. And yeah. like just grind out like getting good weapons and stuff. Because those knights, as soon as you figure out that you just take one, you let them swing once and walk behind them and stab them.
0: I still remember just the uh, the disappointment in my heart when I'd got an Elden Ring a few weeks later, because, mm-hmm. again, I'd, I'd had bad experiences with just dropping Souls-like games in the past, and just enough people told me, trust me, this is the one. This is the one. This this is the one. Just, There's just enough non-Dark Souls more, stuff in there to one get you. one yeah. more like, Dark Souls game a chance, give Elden Ring a chance. So I did, yeah. and I looked up where to farm XP. I was like, oh, just go to this area with this weapon and shoot out, like this golden wave of damage to kill them all in one go and it turns out that was like post killing ah. the final boss end game xp farm it's like ah, there's okay. a couple of and decent ones yeah there's a couple I, of decent um farms and the, yeah there is like you know ashes that you can bring into to um, oh distract bosses the ashes stuff are like that. so
1: good Which
0: are basically just... um, I forgot you can also get Ashes.
1: You can have Ashes,
0: a summon, and a teammate. So you can have a team of four, like the SWAT team. it's one of those of you can't use Ashes if you use a summon or a player or something like that. What was your Ash, though? Um, For a long time, I just stuck with the Wolves and powered them
1: up. Okay, because there's a couple... That's the thing as well. I remember people saying, oh, they're not fair. It's like, no, man, it's part of the game. And clearly some bosses were designed to be fought with someone distracting them.
0: And Some I got the Mimic the got mimic's the mimic's so one after it got nerfed. So it just had zero health, basically. But the
1: thing that made the Mimic so broken is that it could use all your consumables without using them. <laughs> so you just walk <laughs> in with, like, 50 pots. And it could also cast spells without needing to, um, like, consume MP.
0: Mm-hmm. So what I
1: did is I just went in with, like, the end game, like, dragon obliteration spell that fires lasers in every single direction. I went in and just had two talismans and that spell and then quickly switched off to a great sword and fought Melania. And just
0: like, like my Mimic's just in the corner, just laser beaming everywhere. I just remember I bought the game digitally and got really upset when I found out that the hoarfrost stomp and the Mimic and like these really OP things got nerfed because I was like, is there any way to revert my update and go oh, back to 1.0 yeah. and just get easy mode for me? No, The The frost no. stomp
1: was so good as well because it went through walls. Yes, yeah, it was so broken. But that scene is
0: still broken, as all hell stuff in there. Um, yeah, um, the one thing I will say for everyone, you know, listening, just um, there are all plenty of things to make the game easier. The one thing that I will say, if you don't want to go in and just get annihilated, is don't enable PvP. Don't enable PvP, and also carry a shield. Just
1: carry a shield everywhere.
0: Just go get. I mean, meet- I had a fine time without a shield.
1: Does medium buckler shield with a? They have hundred percent damage physical damage reduction. Like every fight against a knight is now, you take zero damage. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um... oh, I forgot about the ashes man. I I had the skeletons with the great shield. Those things were amazing because it's just that is just like the backup Mm. squad because they just like they can't die and have the big shield and they just hit their shield and draw people towards them and I just (laughs) stand behind them like the warrior. And as soon as like the line breaks, I'd run through with like the double great swords. It's like let's go,
0: and that is the thing is just when you find a, a nice, easy build that you work with and overpower yourself and I, I like, yourself sort of yeah. get stupid ashes and stuff like that and call in friends that are really high level to help you it It can be a relatively easy experience, especially since the big difference for me was that this one was open world, so that you could if just if you... things. You were struggling, struggling with, out, just go and explore the open world and level up for a while. Just
1: fuck off somewhere else, yeah. And I absolutely adored that every time they released a patch, it was just they made everything in PVE stronger because, mm-hmm. like, fuck it, you're playing against like everything just got stronger with the exception of some like weirdly broken stuff. And then everything in PvP got more fair. Well, like, the yeah. PvP, who gives a shit? Of course, we're gonna make stuff stronger. Like, they made like lightning track better and like blood we'll do more damage. It was like fuck yeah.
0: I just remember the first time I turned on PvP. Um I think I can't remember. I I did it by accident in some way. It might have been that I'd summoned a friend into the world and that activates PvP or something like that. Yeah. And just somebody came in with the dual bleeding whips <laughs> and just annihilated my life.
1: I will instantly. say I did do that for a little bit. Not only in PvP, but against like some of the like- the enemies that I just did not like. <laughs> I was like, how good is twin, pole ar- twin bleed pole arms? Went, oh, this is broken as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, twin bleed pole arms is so dumb, because it hits, like, if you do the jumping attack with them, it hits eight times, which procs bleed twice. It's like, there you go. So it gets, like, big enemies, just run up and jump, and just go, whoa, 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 whoa and just
0: like, you scissor them down. It's great. I also will give props, by the way. I've just... We're only on, like, the fucking starting two paragraphs still but I basically just wanted this as an excuse to talk about the game for Elder a little bit so good it's such um, a good um, game <laughs> props to whoever's written this Wikipedia page because they've already got the release date of Shadow of the Earth tree in this Wikipedia and it's, Wikipedia like, do not fuck two around two hours after the trailer came out
1: I did like though. um there was a great um, tweet the other day of, oh man, we're now on day three of Madam Web being released without anyone putting the plot on Wikipedia. <laughs> so that's, thing, that's how you know it flopped. There's not even someone who could be
0: asked to go and put the plot somewhere on Wikipedia. <laughs> no one remembers that film. Uh, so, From Software wanted to create an open world game based on Dark Souls. And you know, that for me, as I say, was kind of the swinger for me of being a game that I could put up with and enjoy because mm-hmm. you just get that open world exploration. And Miyazaki admired Martin's previous work. It's weird calling Martin, because yeah. that's also a first name. It's like no, his name's George. But um and he hoped that his contributions would produce a more accessible narrative. <laughs> than you, those of the company's earlier games. You go really? to George
1: R.R. Martin to create an accessible... I guess they like, must have liked the film. Like, I guess the TV show did get a lot of people into fantasy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people weren't interested in fantasy fiction. That does mean that I do wish there were more tits in Elden Ring.
0: I mean, there were plenty of people in PvP. There were. There were people acting like tits. Yes. But no. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't feel like is. What it's I want to see in an Elden ring, but, yeah. but it's the
1: one thing you expect. It's one of the things that George R. R. Martin like popularized the fantasy genre. Or does everyone just swinging dong all the time? I don't know. Wasn't that wasn't that Spartacus that managed to do that? It was, but then George R. R. Martin came in with like Game of Thrones. People always forget about Spartacus, mm. even though he nearly bankrupted the company who made it.
0: All I know about Spartacus is just there was dick everywhere. Everyone's hanging dong all the time. It's great. All of the time. Definitely go watch it. Um. Martin was given unrestricted freedom to design the backstory, while Miyazaki was the lead writer for the in-game narrative. Mm -hmm. The developers concentrated on environmental scale, role-playing, and the story. The scale required the construction of several structures inside the open world.
1: Yes, and there's a really great site. I love Miyazaki's approach to, like storytelling like i said it's like non-verbal and like not it's just hmm. diegetic it's told to through this like you know the environments and there's just this snippet of an interview that goes around every now and again where they were creating i forget which of the dark souls again it's for but it's the Rotted dragon right. where they initially designed it as being like oh it's all like melted and stuff like that and it looks horrific and he went to them and asked like so why does it look like this I went, no that just looks cool right it's the rotter dragon went, yeah but why does it look like this Well, there doesn't need to be a reason. It's like, well, there should be. Like, even if the player's not going to be told what the reason is, there should be a reason. Hmm. And the way he described um... it, he went, like, you shouldn't want to be disgusted by this creature. You should feel sorry for it. It's like, this is like a noble creature that's succumbing to, like, you know, just one of the most horrific things ever. And it's still fighting to its last breath. And it's almost like poetry, the way that he wrote it.
0: It's one of those weird things of. It's kind of. I guess like similar to a Nintendo esque mentality of Well, it's uh, like the cool thing. And yeah. when they got asked, for example, in Tears of the Kingdom, oh, where's all the Sheikah gear gone? N- Nintendo just didn't really have a proper answer and they're like We don't we don't really no, no. know, it just went. Is that we didn't want it in this game. So we got we therefore know. it's not. Is that and the, inverse, the isn't, bullshit yeah. answer of like, the, like they just said I guess it just disappeared after it served its purpose.
1: Well, it's like the God of War one, isn't it? Like, what about all the gear we made for you in the previous game? I used it.
0: (laughs) I just went through it all. But you can believe that with Kratos, whereas there's not even a single drop of one line in Tears of the Kingdom. Where did all the Guardians go? Where did all this technology disappear to? It's fine. It's gone. Fuck it. It's more fun if we make new things. Which it was. Yeah. But speaking of tears
1: of the kingdom it's like opposing philosophies but it still works
0: Mm -hmm. speaking of tears of the kingdom though it was funny where both 2022 and 2023 had a game where all of a sudden you realized that there was an underworld that was the size of the entire overworld map oh man and people just say it happened for the first time in elden ring where you you know you managed to go into the underground in elden ring yeah. There's like four oh times more? where you
1: go, wait a minute, there's more of this game? Like when and the just... entire world builds down and the entire map just changes again.
0: Yeah, and it was so funny of within just basically a year of one another, we got two separate games where all of a sudden you went, wait, there's even more of this game. Holy fuck, how big is this thing? It's like, why is there? Like,
1: why am I bumping into enemies I've never seen before? Why am I finding items I've never seen before? Why are there weapons I've never used before? Mm-hmm. Now, why do some weapons have a 1% drop rate from enemies that you only encounter at one point in the game at a certain time of day?
0: <laughs> I just, it says here, you know, Alden Ring received critical acclaim for its open-world gameplay systems and setting with some criticism for its technical performance, which is fair. Um, fair. did the best. Won, it won several Game of the Year awards and sold over 20 million copies in a year. And I will say that both me and you do have to just eat crow on that one of people being like, Elden Ring is going to be like the biggest game ever. Oh, no, we were like, no, it's
1: going to be some... We
0: f- were like, oh no, it'll be popular in like, the Souls community, I'm sure, but it's not going to pop off and be this massive game that sells 20 million copies. and It It was, in the hey. end, unfair play. <laughs> I fucking enjoyed it. i I'm willing to admit and remind people that I was wrong about that for the sake of just you know, I don't care because it was really fucking good and we got a fantastic game out of it. it reminds me of one of my favorite
1: lines from the simpsons which i think just completely just just demolishes that mindset of like trying like aha I caught you out where it's the episode where like mo goes and gets plastic surgery to look handsome and he goes mm. to like a casting lady who said he was ugly he goes, aha, well, you called me ugly and now look at me. And the lady just goes, well, that's why pencils have erasers, honey. Let's sign you up. Yeah. Fair. He's just like, he's like completely taken off guard. I'm like, yeah, okay, I was wrong. Now, like, you know, I'll accept that. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. What's to be gained by us arguing about that? Let's move on.
0: That's, yeah, why, pencils,
1: um, that's why pencils have erasers.
0: That's the thing is just, obviously, Dark Souls has been admired for years. And it had been very successful within a relatively niche audience. Even though it's not but really, it's
1: like, everyone who plays no. games knows about it. Like, Dark but, Souls 3 sold, like, 8 million I'm, copies. Blood I'm Ball. sure Dark
0: Souls sold half the amount that Elden Ring Probably did, yeah. though. Um, but yeah, it was one of those of, Elden Ring hit the mainstream. I knew, you know, the, the stereotypical it was, it was on the news, gamer yeah. where all they hear about is FIFA and COD every year, or, like, Madden and COD every year. Like there were people who I knew that play games like that that were asking me about Elden Ring.
1: Should I get into this Elden Ring? It's like it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. So it's one of those of just yeah it it managed to hit the mainstream in a way that Dark Souls hadn't in the past. And Dark Souls, as we say, was very popular from Dark Souls onwards. Like Demon Souls was really the only one that really didn't hit very much hey, mate, at the start. And you forget about
1: Kingsfield.
0: Well, that's not a Souls game, though, is it? Are you forgetting about Ninja
1: Blade? The forgotten FromSoft game. That fucking sucks. I did forget
0: about Ninja Blade. I
1: bought Ninja Blade thinking it'd be like Ninja Gaiden and returned it that afternoon. Mm -hmm. The
0: entire game is a quick time
1: event. (laughs) I went, fuck
0: that. I I will argue there are games that can do that relatively well. For example, I don't think it's the best game ever, but... um, I really had a good time basically watching Asura's Wrath for a few hours. Everyone always tells me, you should play Asura's Wrath Cal. You'd really like that. You like
1: character action games. Like, yeah, but that's not a character action game. It's a cutscene where you press buttons. <laughs> it's,
0: it's an anime
1: with QTEs, yeah. yeah. And I've seen all the QTEs on I've seen the the cutscenes on YouTube. What there's no Playing it would not be any the, different to watching it be played.
0: gameplay elements that aren't, like, mash buttons is a really boring padding, and I'd rather just watch it as a movie. It's cool as fuck. I really enjoyed Asura's Wrath. Everyone always tells me, like, but, it's that thing of, oh, you'd love this. It's like,
1: you don't know why I like this character. You don't know why I, know yeah. why I like this genre. It's a very poor game
0: in that genre, but it's it not is a, game. a very cool anime.
1: Yeah, it's not a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just, it's, it's a visual novel they need to just have made that a fucking uh, just make it a small anime series of it's like, a visual it's like 8 novel. episodes long. Yeah. You
1: know when you watched, like playing a visual novel or like a Telltale game it's about the mm-hmm. same level of gameplay as a Telltale game. <laughs> yeah. So you know when they say walking simulator as an insult like that's a walking simulator but you're walking really fast. <laughs> nope. No, I hate it against the game but it's like yeah. it's just, I don't enjoy that kind of game. Because mm-hmm. if I'm gonna play
0: a game like that, I want a good story, and the story's terrible. I mean the story's alright, and I think the action is very good and the gameplay is very boring. Yeah. It's like any yeah, yeah, for the just, gameplay, mate. Exactly, yeah. That's the problem is when people are like, Oh, but Astero's Wrath's really good, it's a, it's not it's a very re- good game. It, it's it's really, really highly cool. Yeah, There's a difference between why
1: I get excited like fighting Armstrong. Because like, you know, that fight, you have to be on the ball.
0: hmm Um yeah, mentioning in the chat, just wish they do a Tenchu game. Yeah, after seeing Sekiro, wish From Software could do like a Tenchu style game. We've mentioned that before. Of just nah, oh, man, bring uh, bring Ninja Blade it'd back. Be great, <laughs> I mean, just give a fucking the the thing that everyone wants that's a Souls fan is just give Bloodborne sixty frames a second. <laughs> Make it run. Oh, do you mention like technical issues? I have to mention this. Cause it's
1: one of the funniest things I ever saw. When mm-hmm. Bloodborne came out, like the level of dick riding for From Software was so real that people were defending it taking a minute and a half to load by saying it's a deliberate choice <laughs> so that you have time to think about the mistakes that you made. It's like just admit that it's poorly optimized. Mm-hmm.
0: You like, know people- what I want when I'm fighting a boss and it absolutely tears me apart i want to be back in there within five seconds yeah
1: i want to be beating my head against the wall because that's the i have no problem beating my head against a brick wall i just don't want to have to like you know wait 40 seconds before i'm allowed to do it again
0: yeah that um it should be like that Malakath the black blade or whatever it was called that fight in elden ring that was the one for me that beat my head against the wall the most because again i was like this long range mage with no health and it was a boss that just stood on top of you and attacked, like, yeah. inside of you at all times, basically. But it, is. Um, it, it just really frustrated me that every time I died, it was a
1: 45-second walk back up. It's the num- my number one complaint about that series, and people defend it to the death, and I hate it. It's like, no, that's your punishment for making a mistake. It's to help you learn. It's like, what am I learning by sprinting in a straight line for a minute and a half straight to get back to the mm-hmm. boss fight? How is that? Why... That minute and a half, that I could just press a button to restart
0: or just you know at least in the the soul sense, just put me right outside the door, every put time. me outside the door, and just
1: every time I've heard it explained, it's like I understand what you're saying, but that's a stupid explanation mm-hmm. so oh it, it's you know it's to help you learn, it's to punish, or you can go back and change your builds, like they make it a choice like they do in Elden ring of you can revive at the statue or you can revive at the shrine or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like they have
1: like the pseudo-checkpointing thing down the way. If you die mm-hmm. next to one of those like revival shrines, it'll just be next yeah, to the boss. I store. can't
0: remember quite why with that boss specifically. It might have been that I was going back to summon people and it's you could only do well. it from like the campfire or whatever it's called. The Malekath ones
1: where you gotta walk up the um uh, the bridge with the knights on it.
0: Yeah, but you could easily run past them.
1: You can, but we've seen that knight can shoot through the wall.
0: <laughs> of course. I
1: do like all the uh, videos of like the people like try to cheese the AI and the AI like just teleports towards you. It's like no.
0: I just I I think shout out to one of the best moments in that game of you just oh you finally enter Lernia from your you know after doing the tutorial and stuff yeah and basically the first enemy you see is it's, just the knight on the horse. That's such a Souls thing to do. It's <laughs> such a
1: dick move.
0: And at least in the open world, you can just run away. You from You can it. run
1: past it. Yeah, I, I got hit by it, went straight away, and killed him one hit, and went okay. So this is the boss. You come back and kill. This
0: yeah, is that's the one exactly. Why I ran did, over yeah. the hill
1: and a dragon attacked me. I went, okay, so I will go the <laughs> other direction. Then <laughs> and I got into a little tunnel, and there was like a weird like wolf man in there, and he was all right, and I killed him. Mm-hmm. And when I then I saw a knight, then I went back to that knight, and he still killed me, and went okay, I need to do a bit more leveling up.
0: And that's that's when I spent just ten hours in one field farming XP, just let's go. No wrong with it. I mean, it wasn't ten hours, but you know, it would just get to that point where, as soon as I died too many times, I went, okay, time to just put a podcast on and go grind XP for a couple of hours. I just
1: like when it could stack all the stuff, because I used uh, when you're found out, you can put like the the gleaming glint blade phalanx onto spears and I got like the big (laughs) lance and I put like that ash of war on that so I'm just constantly running around everywhere with just like seven like glowing uh, swords behind me because they'd stay there until an enemy appeared and they'd just basically be like it's a cheat thing of like there's an enemy in that bush
0: yeah I just I I remember my first experience of getting the the meteorite staff of oh what you have to do is go to Caelid and Caelid's quite difficult and just go on um, on your, your mount and just sprint past everything just run past everything pick it yeah. up and run out and that's all I did It's just running past everything <laughs> like please don't kill me please don't kill me pick up the staff run away
1: the only thing I will say though is I wish like some of the stuff clearly they didn't put too much effort into it like we said like the meteorite staff which oh it powers up like the meteorite spells there's like four of those Mm -hmm. like there's the stone digger spells there's like three of those stuff like sleep is a thing in the game but there's only three weapons that inflict it Mm. and it's like sleep in this like but sleep works on every enemy in the game including like Melania. but it's only, only one weapon applies it it's like there's a couple of things that either don't put that in or expand upon it yeah. There was a few and... things that felt a bit half-assed. Oh, like, why can I dual wield like a sword? To get the dual wield moveset, I have to dual wield the exact same weapon. Why can't I dual wield a right, sword yeah. and a short sword? Cause that mechanics in the game with the uh, the samurai sword and the like the Wazakashi. Mm-hmm. That's the only weapon where you can dual wield a sword and a short sword. Why can't I dual wield a short sword and a sword and still get a dual wield moveset? Yes, yeah. Like so... put weapons into like rather than having Stat Like, rather than having, like, sword, short sword, dagger, katana, just have sword. And then have yeah, and big weapon and colossal weapon. And just have that's them the and thing mix and just, match.
0: You know, for every amazing thing in the game, there there is small complaints here and there and like, everywhere. That's one that
1: pissed me off. Of, like, if I want to use um, the dual-wield moveset, you have to dual-wield the exact same weapon
0: type. Mm-hmm. You know, no game is perfect, but... Elden Ring was certainly a very fantastic game.
1: Oh man, I had so much fun. Mate, I had so much fun just bullshitting when I just equipped just the dual spiky cestuses, <laughs> And I just went round and I just built like the fucking just punch everything to death build. See, it looks See, amazing.
0: That, uh like, because I was just so scared of Elden Ring as a concept of a game, just I basically spent maybe half of my play time just doing the same thing with just meteorite, meteorite, <laughs> meteorite. And you still had fun. I did have fun because I wanted to see the world. That's exactly, yeah. What it was for me, that was my enjoyment. And I think one of the
1: things they could have really benefited from in Elden Ring is putting in, do you know, like, they put in that mode in one of the Assassin's Creed games where it's like, I don't know, it was tourist mode, I think it was. Where mm. they just basically just put, okay, you can't die. And you can just roam around, and here's like a bunch of notes from historians about all the areas you're visiting. Oh
0: yeah, those versions are really cool. Give me that in Elden Ring, and give me like director's commentary. I mean, I would love more games to be able to give director's commentary. It was a a very cool idea. Where, unfortunately, the whole thing was only maybe it maybe took about half an hour to get through or whatever. But in The Last of Us Two Remastered, where here's like a couple of little sections that were cut from the main game and here's some commentary of why and that stuff is fascinating to me i would love that in like elden ring even (laughs) if it was just every game had a half an hour section and it doesn't even need to be that necessarily playable like the last of us 2 remastered was just here's like a video going through some cut things and explaining some director's notes and going through the area and being able to toggle like commentary and stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's like you get up to it and it's like, okay, so why is it that's fucking the absolute... Is it is it Godric or Godfrey with the lion? Is Godfrey right?
0: Think it's Godfrey? Well, I like, it's so hard it, to it's remember. It's been a while since
1: I played Like the guy with the fucking lion, it's like, okay, so we made this guy the biggest Chad in the fucking world <laughs> and we just made him power drive lions for no reason because he looked boss as fuck. Yeah. So I will say I, that is one of the best line readings in the game. people make fun of it when he was like
0: warrior
1: like <laughs> horaloo it's like I want to get off horaloo's wild ride when
0: he just power bombs you I was going to say horaloo's the guy at like the throne where he just starts power bombing you th- yeah, the whole it's turn, kind of, like yeah. he just casts off like his thing is like, I want to fight you as
1: I was a warrior yeah and he just power and he's like why is that move set not in the game give that me that guy's move set give me the power bomb
0: cuz i remember when um I did like Malek the Black Blade with my friend, uh, with our friend, like Yes. They He's said not my friend anymore. No, they're like a mutual friend. Um it's like they just said to me, You know that you're right near the end of the game and then we went and did like the Horalu battle as well. That's and so like good. the two just before the the final boss and they were just sitting there aggroing Horrorloo and tanking power bombs for me as I was there, like, Meteorite though. The thing is though, that
1: power bomb, like, it one of the best animated things in that entire game is where he just lands that power (laughs) bomb. Where he like throws you like 80 feet into the air, and you're like, oh god, thank god, at least it's over, and then he just jumps (laughs) up and ground, you
0: like, No! There needs to be a mod that just puts that inside a steel cage. Oh god. That'd be so rough. Just why where's the actual in-game thing of Oh, 50 Horror loser versus Melania.
1: I've seen there's that guy who does that where he like puts, I forget, it's like Beyond the Bear or something where they just glitch the game to make like enemies fight each other. And the one that I like, I, I guess we could end on this of the, the one of the funniest fan community jokes about Elden that I love is the very first guy who fight like the Soldier of Godric. Hmm. Um, there's a meme that that's not actually his name. His name, are, his name is Soldier of God. Rick <laughs> so they just say like actually he's super, the super secret ultimate final boss
0: and uh, he's just Rick
1: the soldier of god and he's like he doesn't have a life bar he has a patience bar and then he leaves so people that's, are like um, that's some Marauder uh, Shield final yeah. boss energy yeah. it's like, there's loads of mods out there of like if you just go onto YouTube and type in like soldier of god Rick you'll find people who modded him to have like every move in the game <laughs> and a million HP points and he just teleports everywhere Oh dear! Oh dear! It's like a yeah. soldier of Godric beat forty Melanias, and it's like, wow, this is really not fair for Melania. Maybe we should put a <laughs> few more in.
0: I loved watching those videos, or oh, just here's every dragon in the game fighting it out.
1: Yeah, and it's like just the little
0: worms, like <laughs> little oh, a little worm. I love it, a little lava worm. And then Soldier of God Rick, right in the middle. It's just
1: one of those things he's so stupid that you've got to love it. (laughs) Soldier of God Rick, and he's just a guy, and they play out the final boss music when he walks in. (laughs) And I love that one of the mods is if you try and use bleed on him, you instantly die. (laughs) It's like, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I can't wait to play more Elden Ring. It's going to be so good. I, I hope Soldier of God Rick comes back. The thing is, they're, they're like, everyone's coming back. If they're not doing, like, Melania 2, because they're going to have to do, like, Melania in a prime.
0: Well, I, 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 I want to fight I'm not every really, boss Again, in their prime. I'm not really familiar with the lore, but I think the DLC is about Melania's brother. Uh, but I want to fight every so boss in just their prime. Mal- they're literally, they're making a Melania sequel.
1: Yeah, I want to fight every boss in their prime. Before the rock mm. set in. Like, I want to fight Radan before he had to use 90% of his power holding up the sky. Yeah. <laughs> so just the little bits of lore of, like, that seeps out of like, oh yeah, Radan uses gravity magic to float on his horse.
0: Oh, And if yes, you actually yeah. look
1: at him, when he jumps into the sky, he actually uses gravity magic to hide his horse under the ground. <laughs> so you see his horse go...
0: There's
1: <laughs> little things like
0: that. I love it, But yeah, I guess... Uh... We can end it there with the Elden Ring talk and, Carl, we can take a quick break. Yes. And then come back to whatever wiki you have brought this week. It is time for housekeeping and um, a good way to start the housekeeping, Carl... Yes. ...is to let everyone know which wiki won last week. Yes. Oh, shit, I forgot to check
1: that. I hope you know. No,
0: I've just checked it now. Oh Don't worry. Oh, my God, Lucas. Oh, you saved my ass again. I'm in. I'm in. So which wiki so, won last week? Um, I have just... I will post a link for everyone that wants to, like, join our Discord where you can take the official vote every week. Yes. But uh, last week we had the wikis of Colossus and Lara Croft. Lara Croft won, right? Presumably just because of, like, the juicy pants at the very (laughs) end. Council House Lara Croft. (laughs) Just Lara Croft House House Raider won handily so we had a vote of 10 to 26 i was just like when i was like just editing the little short for that i was giggling the entire town (laughs) council house lara croft so good it's great it's fantastic so yeah um if you want to join the discord and get in on the vote for each week then you can always you know go join our community discord over there yes but you can also you know like chat with us ask us questions and just give us like wiki suggestions for the future that we may or may not take always remember that yes we're always ultimately going to pick things we want to talk about but mm-hmm. you know, you never know you never know indeed and like sometimes it's just a little there's been a few suggestions so far where it's just been a reminder of like oh yeah that's something that i like that we've never talked about yeah yeah it's more than anything it's just usual to look at like have we talked about this or not yeah, because yeah. there's a lot, lot of, of wiki videos. Also That's a lot the thing of Wikis. is, nearly every single topic I pick, we have to like, well I have to at least <laughs> go and just give a quick like Google search of like wiki weekends this topic yeah. just to check if we've done a video on it already or not. Um, if it's anything like fact
1: fiend, where it be, didn't you talk about this once before? It's like tangentially five years ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well thank you everyone for watching live and Carl, for those who are watching live Yes. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to plug for us all? Yes, so
1: thanks to you Lucas, because I thought I missed it there was an announcement a few <laughs> days ago that the um, uh, the 11 year anniversary of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance had occurred and I was like, oh no, I missed it I missed hmm. the 11 year anniversary, because last year for the 10 year anniversary, I streamed for it and I said on that stream I'd do the stream again when, like, you know, the 11-year anniversary rolls around. It turns out the 11-year anniversary for the release in the European Union, (laughs) where we are... Well, not anymore, but in Europe, where we are... In Europe, yeah. ...is today. So after this stream ends, in about half an hour, I will be doing a playthrough of the boss rush of that mode because I'm feeling a bit better. I've been ill for, like, the last week or so. I'm feeling pretty Mm -hmm. pretty much on top of it now, so in that vein, I'm going to crack open this beer... in about an hour or so. I'll be playing Metal Gear
0: Rising Revengeance
1: for the people watching and listening live.
0: And that will be over on your Twitch channel, is that correct? Yes, it will be. Twitch.tv forward slash cowswood. I'll post that in chat for everyone who's watching live as well. Yes. Um, So just you know, obviously I know that people are being asked to go from like watching on YouTube live to watching over on Twitch but that is the link that you can go follow Carl on Twitch where he will be Shortly after this podcast finishes, going yes. live to celebrate the Metal Gear Rising I, thought, I, no, I was like, no. And then you were like, no, Carl. It would release in Europe on the 21st. It's like two days later. So I thought, I was like, that's still back in the era where games didn't necessarily release globally at the same time. No, they did not. It's also back during the era where just, yeah. Just yeah? Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> Yeah, You're asshole. still on
1: that recovery wagon. Okay. You know, if we wait till the base has gone down, that'll be fine.
0: Oh dear, but you'd like to plug yeah. for air? Yeah, I'll plug uh, my Twitch as well, of course, and that's just Legend of Kanto on Twitch. Um and I will tomorrow at ten PM UK time, uh it's currently seven o'clock for people who want to do that uh change along in their heads. But um yeah, I've been going and doing some like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet ranked battles online, just that's, to try yeah. and ease myself into the world of um, competitive like Pokemon double battles at you Just s-
1: slowly seeing you become just the meta-whore.
0: Well, that's the thing. Speaking so of you know, trying to make my life easier, I've um I've been slowly admitting that maybe I'm not going to win like tournaments by just using a little charger bug. Because the plan is for you to ultimately go to tournaments and stuff, right? That like, is that's the it? plan You're, eventually, yeah. I- I would like to aim to like start um actually going and trying and being competitive in the like 2024 20, to 5 kind of season. Yes. and hopefully go to like finals in 2025 wherever that's being hosted that would um personally be my goal. Um this year we just well, then you would be the we legend went... of Kanto. Yeah, you'd be the Pokémon I- champion. become the legend of Kanto but hopefully you know, I can work my way towards that and just every other Thursday I've been doing like competitive battling either ranked battles online or taking challenges from members of my chat. Um And I'm just slowly trying to make my life easier and use more meta and meta Pokemon as things go on. So that sounds like a cup of tea for you, I'll be doing that tomorrow and then just generally, you know, go, go and follow me over there for like Mass Effect Mondays. Tunic Tuesdays for Zelda and Thunder Badge Thursdays for Pokemon Con. You finally found
1: something that works for Thursday, then.
0: Well, I've been using that for a little while, yeah. Someone in, is um, all chargeable, in, like, boy. my Discord in our chat or something like that came up with the idea. I was like, that's a good one. Um, but, yeah, I think that's everything for now that covers in our housekeeping. So, Carl, what wiki have you brought for us this week? Well, speaking of, you know, video games and Pokemon.
1: Oh, I've been wearing... <laughs> Pokemon trainer. I'm not gonna wear it this way, so like, such a dipshit anyway. So,
0: and this was something that God, we had teased just... in our Discord of like, here's a really zoomed in screenshot of what Carl's gonna be talking about, and no one managed to guess what it was. No I don't think. So today we are talking about missing now And do you pronounce um, it missing now or do you pronounce it, it missing now? It is missing number, so I always go miss, missing missing Okay, because so always... it is just missing number, but. People kind of yeah put the words together or like missing now. Yeah, I've always called it missing now. Yeah,
1: but like, some people call it missing now or missing um, now.
0: Yeah, because it is missing number. That's I think what missing. It, it, it has for. no
1: official you know translation or like you know pronunciation guide because it's not real.
0: Yeah, it's a glitch. It's yeah. the
1: most famous glitch possibly of all time. So we have here, Missing No, in Japanese, I, a word I can't pronounce, is a glitch, an unofficial Pokemon species. So it technically counts as a Pokemon. Found in the video mm-hmm. games, Pokemon Red and Blue. Due to the programming of certain in-game events, players can encounter Missing No via a glitch. It's one of the most famous video game glitches of all time. Encountering Missing No causes graphical glitches, anomalies, and changes to gameplay. One of the most notable examples being increasing the number of items in the sixth entry of the player's inventory... 128 and that was like when you're a little kid it's like oh my god the elite force kicking my ass I need 128 rare candies
0: that was my introduction to missing though as yeah. a glitch was oh I've heard that there's a way to get like just so many rare candies that you'll yep. like just be able to put all your Pokemon up to level 100 I will use it to get nuggets and get like a, a billion polka dollars so you can just mm-hmm. go buy like
1: infinite coins from the game corner <laughs> go and buy the, polygon like,
0: legitimately and see the guy's face like wait what? yep which you can't do, fun fact.
1: Yeah, because there's the, uh, more
0: money than you're allowed to have, right? Yeah, the bike sells for, I think it's a million poker dollars, and mm. the max is uh, 999999
1: yeah. in the originals. But the beneficial effects of the glitch um, resulted in coverage by strategy guys and game magazines, while game publisher Nintendo warned that encountering the glitch may corrupt the player's game data. I never remember my game ever being corrupted by now. I've heard it happen
0: to friends. I've
1: never had it happen to me.
0: No, and me I neither. But gl- I glitched the fuck out of my Pokemon save. I didn't do too much other than just getting a bunch of rare candies and put them on my Pokemon to level hundred. Which, uh, you know, I don't know whether it does in the original games, but I think that literally makes Pokemon weaker than they would be yes. because they're missing effort values. I think um, uh, using a rare candy is like twenty
1: five percent as effective as leveling up normally.
0: No, so, it does give the normal level boost, it's just that you're not getting any effort values out of yeah. battling. So I think if you get to like level 100 with Rare Candies, like you,
1: a Pokemon will be like the same as like a level 80 that you raise normally.
0: Mm, yeah, like something
1: like that. So IGN noted that Missing Nose appearance in Pokemon Red and Blue was one of the most famous video game glitches of all time, and commented on its role in increasing the series' popularity, and I think it did. It's like I mean, Pokemon was one of those early games where just, it was like playground rumour. Mm. Of, like, did you know you can, like, you know, use Strength on the truck behind the SSN to get Mew? Did you know there's, like, a secret last HM that lets you jump into the back garden of Bill's, you know, house and find <laughs> Pokemon in there? Like, did you know you can fight Professor one. Oak? Is there any Pokemon rumors you heard when you were a kid?
0: Uh, definitely the strength truck to get Mew. That's, mo- yeah. um, that's, like, probably the most famous one. There was another one I heard to get Mew. Can't quite remember what it was, but it wasn't, like, the the actual glitch that you can do it, but... There was another one where it's like, oh yeah, just do these random set of events to get Mew. Um the po battling Professor Oak I heard quite a few different ones. Um battling the guy that shows you how to catch Pokemon as well. Yeah. Was he like was meant to be like a super secret boss, like a secret super boss. Um and yeah. As well I heard how to revive Gary's Raticate. Yeah, but that's, like, but that's like more crossing into like fan theory
1: stuff as yeah, opposed to like yeah, of course. And I'm not the biggest fan of the fan theories because when you try and discuss them online, people always act as if they are canon and they never have been and never been confirmed. Well, mm-hmm. they act really like um, uh, indignant about it, and, uh, and I call that
0: the game theory effect. The uh, the the missing no glitch obviously, and there's multiple things that came out of that, including oh, you can get secret Pokemon. Yep. You can have like the undead fossil Pokemon, which. Wasn't actually a Pokemon, it was just a sprite that was attached to missing no.
1: We could also use it to like just bug stuff like um like you know, get Pokemon from the Safari zone. hmm And yeah, you can Pokemon can... from the other games. Alright. Just they're in the game's code, aren't they? You get Pokemon from blue in red and Pokemon from red in blue.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant, like, Gen 2 Pokemon or something. I was like, how would that be possible? Like, unique Pokemon to red and blue could be found in each of the other
1: games, because they're in the code, it's just the program not to appear anywhere in your world.
0: Are you telling me, Carl, that they split the game into two for no reason? It's the fact that they got away with that. (laughs) They still do. It's the only
1: company that gets away with it. No other company could get away with selling two copies of the same game. even
0: make the season pass for the games different exclusive yeah. to each one like um for example you know if i own both pokemon scarlet and violet which i do and i want to play the dlc for whatever reason on both You've got to buy the season pass for Scarlet yep. and the season pass for Violet. The only company that gets away with that we have here. Uh,
1: fans have attempted to rationalize and incorporate Masigno as part of the game's canon as an actual in game character, and sociologists have studied the impact on both players and gaming culture as a whole. That's mm. the thing, it's like, you know, it's a, like a, a literal meme. Like in the classical yeah. academic sense, not just like, you know, a funny picture with text on it, a meme has being like an idea that is passed along, much in the same way um uh, you know a disease would.
0: Yeah, that's why people get really confused when they go back now and play uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, is it? Yeah, they start talking that about it. talks memes. about memes a lot. And it's meme comes from like yeah, a, a An idea that brought, is passed um, along, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: additionally references to the glitch and the circumstances around it have appeared in all the games such as Vampire Survivors and The Binding of Isaac so there's like references to it in all the video games
0: I do not remember what the references in Binding of Isaac. and it, I played a lot of that? It, it game.
1: does know what they are, so maybe we'll get to that in a moment. We have the history mm-hmm. here. Developed by Game Freak, published by Nintendo. The series began in Japan in 1996. The release of the video games, as mentioned, Red and Blue. In these games, the player assumes the role of a Pokemon trainer. And you got to catch creatures called Pokemon. I love that they are explaining it, as if we don't know what Pokemon are, because on Wikipedia <laughs> they kind of have to. You
0: might might have no idea
1: what the hell a Pokemon is, like Danny DeVito.
0: I mean that is that is true. Danny DeVito doesn't, but the, it must be one of the things in the world least likely that someone doesn't have any
1: exposure to at this point. If anyone's ever wondered why we use, like, Wiki Weekends as an idea, like, how it came about, it's this. It's that Wikipedia, because it's written to be read by someone who has absolutely zero familiarity with the subject, regardless of how well-known or obscure that it is, sometimes results in you saying stuff like explaining what a Pokemon is (laughs) to
0: Lucas. I'm literally talking about... Yeah, so you'll find me going in and breeding competitive Pokemon and battling them on ranked battles and cards. So, Pokemon is where you find capturable monsters and put yeah. them inside capturables. There's something kind of like
1: wholesome about that, but missing note mm-hmm. is not an official Pokemon species that players are meant to encounter. It is accessible to players in the European and North American copies of the game via a glitch. It's not present in the Japanese versions of the game.
0: Interesting. Okay, Nintendo so of America. They did, yeah, yeah, Nintendo whatever of America. They did in that time, might be well, like the
1: language. Maybe just, just any. We don't know. Like Pokemon is held together with duct tape and dreams. The first generation, specifically. uh yeah, and... Any favorite examples of how broken that first gen game is?
0: There's I mean, so many think... specific things that are just like weirdly broken maybe... and just
1: do not work.
0: Maybe my favourite one is the fact that there's uh, the move Focus Energy, which improves your critical hit ratio. That is the description of the move. And in Generation 1 the way that it works is that it works the wrong way and sets your value to critical hits at zero. Yeah, because it increases it too much, so it rolls
1: over all the way to zero. So (laughs) the move that's supposed to increase your critical hit ratio literally means you can never get a critical hit after it being used. It is literally useless as a move. It is
0: detrimental to your (laughs) Pokémon. And there's many things, and obviously uh, people maybe don't know, is that Pokémon Red and Green came out in... um, Japan first. I think it was two years before Red and Blue did over here and mm-hmm. then there was Pokemon Blue that came out to be more closely representative of those in Japan. And yeah, it's that weird thing of Generation 1 technically has like three or four different steps of like, well, they had like red and green and then blue and then red and blue and then yellow.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The company warned that any... Also, oh, Nintendo of America first documented the events that caused so They actually told you how to encounter it. In a mm. issue of Nintendo Power in 1999, warning: any contact with it, even if you do not catch the Pokemon, could easily erase your game file or disrupt your graphics. And it's just we don't want you fucking around with the game. Don't mess around with it.
0: And also, it's probably just we
1: don't know what this could fuck up. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't want, like it. I never once had any issues with it. Like you know, As I ca- say I do know people that did though. It got a bit fucky when I had like a hundred level 128 Kangaskhan.
0: Yeah, that new like Sky you, Attack. <laughs> you can catch like a level two hundred and fifty five Pokemon, and then when it gets enough level to XP up, it goes down to zero because it evolves hits. into a Weedle. It's dead yeah, weird. It's just it's very very strange glitch. So I imagine. That they just went, This fucks with a lot of programming. Yeah. We, we don't understand it. We don't, don't mess know with it. if it can corrupt things.
1: Well, the glitch was not removed from the twenty sixteen re releases of Pokemon Red and Blue on the 3DS virtual console, so players can still encounter missing that. Huh. Pope- you can't take it out. You can't take it out, also like Pokemon are gonna fucking patch something out.
0: They barely yeah, patch but, their own games now. They're gonna patch like a twenty yeah, year old one. That's the thing. They can't make Scarlet and Violet stop having bugs in it, but you I think the like, for example, the Mew glitch, the Missing No glitch. Like They're part of the game. Can't, you can't take them out. The, They've such a cultural impact at this point that it would be blasphemy to take those glitches out.
1: Well, speaking of which, Lucas, we have here a description of how to encounter Missing No. And do you remember the steps you needed to take? Let's see how ingrained this is. Do you Again, remember the I... exact
0: series of steps? i let you know just I there's
1: multiple ways you could do so.
0: Yeah, I didn't use it too much because um, I was just like happy with getting my rare candies and then I kind of pieced out on it. But something to do with um, surfing up and down on the tile where Cinnabar Island hits the sea. That's part of it, yes. That is part of it, but I don't remember the rest of the glitch. So the first step is you watch the in-game
1: tutorial for Pokemon Capture in Viridian City. So that guy who teach you how to catch Pokemon because he's not had his coffee yet. And then you fly uh, yeah, yeah. to Cinnabar Island, and you surf up and down the eastern shore of the island until Missingno appears. And that eastern shore is like... squeeze <laughs> me. It's like really weirdly fucked up, because something about the game's code there is whatever area you were just in, Pokemon from that area would appear on that side of the island. So one of the things you could do is go to the mm. Safari Zone, immediately fly to Cinnabar, and you could encounter Pokemon from the Safari Zone on that side of the island.
0: And it would be you You're able to surf because it's the tile where you jump onto your surf Pokemon. Yes. But you're still in Cinnabar Island, so you don't go into the new route mm-hmm. where the water actually is. You're still surfing, quote unquote, on Cinnabar Island. But games
1: let the game is like, Oh, you should encounter Pokemon here. Where's the last area you could catch Pokemon? and just puts that those that Puma Pokemon in. So it's mm-hmm. one of the ways you can like, you know, guarantees get a chance here, because that way you don't have to wander around the Safari zone. Just go in once and go there and you can just use like ultra balls or master balls to catch it.
0: But it may be a chanty that's completely fucked. It may be.
1: It says that these events manipulate the game's random encounter system to generate a Pokemon with an invalid identifier. Each area in the game assigns values to a data buffer to represent the Pokemon, blah, 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 blah. It says however some areas do not overwrite the data in this buffer, so data from the previous area is used. So that's how it functions essentially. It's just Cinnabar Island does not update where you're supposed to be catching Pokemon.
0: Yeah, and because there is no encounters available in Cinnabar Island.
1: And the reason that the encounter with the old man fucks it up is because that is technically like a weird pool of Pokemon because that guy's got to find a Pokemon. But it's always like that same Weedle that he catches. Right, yeah. And just something about just interacting with that guy and then flying to the island that doesn't just messes stuff up and it's like, he's just a garbled mess of code can't Missing Now. Yeah, it's
0: just. You know, one of those many oversights in Gen 1 where they didn't particularly think there would be any reason for people to be speaking to that guy and then surfing on a spot where you can't find Pokemon. Normally. And it's,
1: yeah, it's one of those things about like, you know, game testing that they've got to do. Of just, I remember like watching a few like, um, uh, interviews about it. Of like, cause people always think, Oh, game testing, you just play video games all day. And it's like, no. It's so like oh it is, but you might be playing a game you don't like, and it's if even if it's a game you do like, it's probably a really bad buggy version of it. And say,
0: also you're probably most of the time either given a specific bug to try and replicate, or you're you know in of a like what you're given like say one level of a game, yeah. and it's don't try and play this game, it's try and break the game in that like Just one location or one fuck level. around
1: and see what happens. Basically, you're mm-hmm. we, being paid to fuck around and find out. In regards to note just no one thought to it, do yeah. the series of steps that someone had done to find it. But you know, when you've got a million billion people playing a video game, chances are almost everything's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly why you see that when a game comes out and hits ten million players in day one, and people are like, "I can't believe they didn't see how glitchy this game was." they had maybe they, maybe they had fifty people playtesting that game, And just the but exact Fifty people steps, playtesting yeah. that game is. N- like, even if they were doing that for five years, that's instantly undone by the amount of time that 10 million players can put in in a day.
1: Exactly, yes. But in regards to no specifically, a captured no because it does function as a Pokemon, though the game does kind of get messed up if you try and catch it, is functional as a Pokemon, appears in the game's Pokedex as number 000. Meaning it's like... Kind of like this dubious honor of like what is technically the first Pokemon because it's oh. like the Kangaskhan because that's like the first one they made for the game. It's either Clefairy because that was the first one implemented. It's Arceus, because that's like the god of Pokemon on Mew. There's like various arguments of what do you or, consider to be the um, first Pokemon.
0: I believe Rhydon was the first Pokemon that was drawn for like the manga. And likewise, and then, you have Missingno, um, also- which
1: is literally zero, zero, zero.
0: Well, that honor also goes to Victini. When they introduced VicTini, like, the game. Victory Pokemon is like they put it at zero 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 in the uh in like the black and white decks, I think. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the things that kind of messes it up as well. The games classify it as
1: a hybrid bird slash normal type, even though the category of bird type Pokemon was cut from the game before release and replaced with flying type. Mm-hmm. It commonly so you appears... can tell it's just Oh, sorry, yeah. I was it's, it's say, left you can, over can tell code, it's yeah.
0: just leftover boggle jog and just like is a bunch of like random code that may have been just left in the game that's been thrown together by accident.
1: Yeah, and I will give a big shout out. So it's not often that I like, you know, recommend other content creators, but I will give a shout out to the content creator Big Yellow who've done a really great mm. series where they imagine if the glitched Pokemon, because there's actually dozens of glitched Pokemon in Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, Messino's most famous one, but there's a bunch of them that are either in the game's code that can't be encountered, or can be encountered by more obscure glitches. And they just did a big review of, like, imagine if you could play these Pokemon, how useful would they be? And they go through, like, the (laughs) movesets that they have, and how useful they'd be based on their stats. And some of them are completely useless, and some of them are broken as all fuck. Because there was, like, one that just has, like, maximum 252 attack, but, like, zero HP.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say, can you imagine if just you're um, like Lance the champion and someone comes in and just starts throwing like, oh, is a level 255 ride on at you? You're like, that what? The maximum <laughs> is a hundred. It's like, no
1: no, it's two five five, don't worry about it. It's like Lance, are you gonna complain about someone evolving a Pokemon too early? have got a Pokemon at the wrong level
0: <laughs> with your like illegal Dragonite? <laughs> Multiple illegal dragonites. Yeah,
1: I still love the theory that the reason it's an illegal dragonite is he caught it in like the dragon caves. So just the dragon caves, dragons evolve quicker oh right okay yeah yeah but we have reaction and reception calling Masino a programming quirk Nintendo warned against encountering it saying players could have to possibly restart the game from the beginning to remove any glitches that like, you know it caused despite Nintendo's warning information on how to encounter Massigno was printed in several magazines and player guides due to its perceived positive effects you know increasing the number of, of like the item so that was number six in your inventory by 128 that was very beneficial mm-hmm. like to have a, a hundred Master Balls for example
0: yeah, you you can essentially either have, because you can obviously replicate it over and over, so you can have use it for infinite money, infinite master balls, infinite rare candies. Mm-hmm. You can instantly break the game with just one glitch. Infinite,
1: infinite TMs. Because remember,
0: in like Pope oh Gen yeah. one, True.
1: TMs mm. were one use only,
0: and you couldn't, you didn't have like separate bags for TMs and. Um, battle items and recovery yep. items, or anything—it was just all one big joggle bag at the so start. you could
1: use it to just get like you know an infinite number of TMs. Like you want to get like you know teach every Pokemon you know Earthquake—that was the only way to do that. <laughs> it says here that some players even attempted to sell tips on capturing Messino for up to two hundred dollars. And that's such a nineties thing, isn't it? Of like selling tips. Yeah, it's like when Pokemon cards became a thing, and people were like just getting mugged on their way home from school for their Pokemon cards.
0: I mean, yeah. I got a uh, new gear card stolen from me. But yeah, it's uh, one of those things, I guess, though, that kind of, well, Nintendo power monetized selling tips and secrets on walkthroughs. They indeed, so. yes.
1: Despite it not being an intentional part of the game, in 2009, IGN concluded missing note on its list of top 10 video game easter eggs, citing its usefulness in replicating the game's rarer items. In a later article, calling it unforgettable, a glitch that helped push the original games to gaming superstardom. So, playgrounds. Like, I remember being on the playground, talking about hints and secrets that could be in Pokemon. It's like one of those mm-hmm. early games, at least for me, that I'd play and
0: think, "There's so much. There's so much I don't know." It's one of those things where um, you know, I play a lot of older games and stuff on stream and talking about, like, "Oh man, how did people figure this out in like some of the older games?" And a lot of it is just, well, you meet on your the playground told you. You were all batting battering your head against a wall all weekend trying to find secrets and then you all met up in school on the playground and told each other or you, you all went to work that next day. Yep. And, and that's said, the... like, I've been figuring out like I'll go bomb this spot on the wall in this area and you'll find something.
1: It says that, yeah. Like um in two thousand seven, um a paper co-authored by sociologist William Sims Bainbridge and his daughter, Wilma Bainbridge, then a cognitive sciences student, referred to Masigno as, and I quote, one of the most popular glitches in video gaming history. In 2019, a comment provided to Ars Technica, Wilma Bainbridge, then a postdoctoral fellow at the National Institute of Mental Health, expressed her belief that Masigno helped contribute to the widespread interest in glitch hunting and speedrunning in video games, mm-hmm. noting that it had a it's a cultural artifact. Masigno celebrates the creativity of deviant and subversive forms of play which it does so you are rewarded for fucking around in the game with just like an infinite number of rare items
0: yeah and i think um it it maybe isn't one of the first speed run games but i know for sure that pokemon red and blue was one of the first games i personally watched a speed run yeah just rife with glitches to just finish the game in one minute
1: and he says well it also you know introduced people to the idea of creating their own narrative for um uh, world uh, fictional worlds that they um uh, interacted with for example he Mm. notes that like a lot of fans because the pokemon evolves into Kangaskhan, led them to believing there was some sort of connection between Kangaskhan and cubone that that connection was kind of inspired
0: by missing No." That there was always that rumor that maybe Marowak actually evolves into Kangaskhan, and it was removed from the game, and that's why, you know, okay, Cubone kind like without a skull kind of looks like what would be the baby Kangaskhan inside of the pouch Kangaskhan. Yep.
1: And that's I, I like that. So they say, like you know, Masigno helped create this idea. Like you know, people just formulating their own fan interpretations of the media that they consumed. Mm -hmm. Because they'd encounter this thing that wasn't intended by the game, and then they would justify their own reasoning for it to exist, because there was no official explanation.
0: Yeah, and Pokemon is um, pretty rife with a lot of weird fan theories, that, especially early on when the games were a bit more broken to, to be able to be pulled apart a bit more. For example, you know... Gengar being Clefairy's shadow and things like that.
1: Yeah, and I mentioned earlier, like I'm a fan of those, but I don't like mentioning them because people always talk to you, like, well, did you know the Pokedex is actually written from the perspective of a child? It's like, no, that's a fan theory. It's never mm-hmm. been officially confirmed by Pokemon.
0: And it's a fun fan theory, but when people treat that as gospel, yep. it's like, no, technically the only thing that the game tells you is that this information on these Pokemon is correct. You have be- to take the game at
1: face value, yeah.
0: Yeah, it should be taken as correct in the game and as the game presents it. It's not ever told in the game that it's written by a child or that there's any reason to doubt what's written in the Pokedex.
1: And it's just, it's a world where, just you know, fantastical things exist. Mm-hmm. And we have here, finally, the game Vampire Survivors this is what you were curious about, Lucas added a playable character named Missing No, which featured randomized stats and a glitch graphical appearance.
0: See, I was curious about the uh, Binding
1: meant- of Isaac one. That one's on next as well, but I'll go through this first. Originally only unlocked by modifying the game's code, a method was later added, requiring the player to enter a glitch location and kill 128 of the enemies that spawned there. <laughs> so a reference to the original glitch. Then mm-hmm. we have Missing No which is also referencing the game Binding of Isaac as Missing No, an item that will randomise all the items found on each level of the game, as well as their attributes while held. All oh, right. okay. And you play a lot. I think Binding of Isaac might be the game you've played almost as much as Destiny, right?
0: Uh, like you were big I, on Binding I, of Isaac. I've played at least. I remember last time I checked between all the platforms I played it, I think at least over 1,500 hours. I want to say, Binding of Isaac is like your.
1: Like, your Binding of Isaac is me with Monster Hunter. like, people wouldn't expect it, like, oh, how many hours of Monster Hunter you play. It's like, oh, he's like thousands. Yeah, Thousands yeah. of hours of Monster Hunter. I fucking love Monster
0: Hunter. Like, for you. That's the thing. Between all of the different like items and pickups and trinkets and things like that in Binary Wise, there's like thousands because of all the yep. DLC and content being added to it over the years. It's mind-boggling how many things there are to interact with. And you just game. never
1: encountered missing that?
0: I might have done, but you... there's just so many things that... You know, there's items that I'll do hundreds of runs and not encounter. But yeah, what? that's just like, you know, a quick wiki article on that,
1: but I just thought it'd be fun to, like, delve into our past, because it's weird to think, of like, you know, just how collaborative it was back then, because there was not really anywhere else you could go but just your mate on the playground, and
0: they could bullshit you so hard, and there's nothing you could do about it. There's many, many hours that I've spent, especially with Pokémon, doing glitches that my friends told me about that turned out to be completely fake and the, who knows whether they knew it was fake
1: the best ones are those ones where um, they were like in like official magazines where it's like mm. oh yeah delete your save
0: <laughs> like, so they,
1: it reminds us was uh, I saw it on Twitter the other day as a guy who's was like, oh, every now and again I like to just submit fake news stories to those like shitty celebrity gossip rags online. And just it's a screenshot of like, like Bryce Dallas Howard helped me put my shoes on at the TSA line. It's like, <laughs> it's like that. And it's like, I'm just going to make something up and see who believes it.
0: Just nothing particularly <laughs> Not- it's harmful. Nothing harmful. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's just some weird little random rumor of like, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard just help me put shoes on. It's like, it's, it's, who's going to care? It's completely harmless,
1: but it's such a weirdly specific thing. I'm like, yeah, do you know, there's like a secret HM in the game unless like, you jump into Bill's back. Garden. I remember that, because I tried looking for it for so <laughs> long. One <laughs> well, of the rumors, like, Ash's dad's in the game somewhere. Hmm. Obviously, like, it's not Ash in the game you're playing as, but like, when you're a kid, like you think it's the same game. You think it's Ash.
0: It looks like Ash. Exactly, yeah. And we were watching the anime at the time that the games came out. That's why... It was such a massive Pokemania hit, Pokemon over yes. That's what they in it. like North America and Europe because they realised that Pokemon was kind of you know doing well, and <laughs> they were developing. No, no, but uh, the, like in the Japanese release, it did pretty well. But then they you know formulated this entire push where it's like we'll get new better versions out, we'll have the card game ready, we'll have the anime ready. It will be this just multimedia conglomerate that we're gonna just annihilate the world with all in one go.
1: Those kids' parents' wallets will never see it coming. hmm Like fuck them. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, that's another one. Um just someone says in chat, just like trying to find the Triforce in Ocarina of time. I heard many, many different things were just oh yeah, you could definitely get it doing this and this and this <sighs> and it, not none of that ever existed. So there's a lot of like fighting games as well, like secret characters.
1: Especially so like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was really bad for it because they actually did put a lot of secret shit in. And there's mm-hmm. like Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. There was like 15 different versions of each of those games. Like everyone always thinks, oh, Reptile. Reptile's in Mortal Kombat 1. No, he wasn't. But like, and then he wasn't even in the version of Joint you know, people know you could fight Reptile. There's versions of the game thought- where Reptile wasn't in there.
0: I was gonna say, I thought in Mortal Kombat 1 you could fight Reptile. Nope. Oh, man. Because yeah, they didn't put crazy. it into like, you know, a later arcade release. The, the, well, I, I was thinking Mortal Kombat 1 arcade,
1: yeah. Like yeah. The earliest release, he wasn't in there. But obviously, because oh, people man. heard about it, they'd go and play it, and it's like... And, you know, you don't know which version of Mortal Kombat you're playing when you're, like, you know, 11 years and old. You just know it's Mortal Kombat.
0: The uh, classic Ermac thing of era the Ermacro. Scarlet, um, that was
1: another one. You know, it was a female version of the Red Ninja. They made that canon, like,
0: 20 years later. Mm. But yeah, I think I think Mortal Kombat One was at some point in the arcade m- versions, like you could fight reptile but not unlock him, and then an Ermac thing would appear on screen every now and then. Every now and, and again. And
1: then Ermac came. And, in and like... people
0: would be like, "Well, what does the counter stand for?" And it's well, clearly, if you get the counter to a certain amount, then you you unlock Ermac as a character. And it's like, <laughs> no, that was just an error macro counter. Yep. More for like, I think the arcade machine owners and stuff. Oh, like noob cybot, it's like noob cybot. It's like oh, he's like a weird smoke
1: ninja. It's like no, it was just a glitch. It was just a glitch. Oh, and like right. sometimes your character is spawning without color. It's like yeah, oh, it's a secret sure. shadow ninja. And apparently, like, Ed Boone put that in, and no one else knew. Like you, you just <laughs> put it in the game, and no one fucking knew it was. And it's like you get like Kano's move set this weird shadow ninja turn into a ball? And I was like, what the fuck's this? It's like,
0: Ed Boon's like, aha, <laughs> I snuck it into Mortal Kombat 3. Well, you know, speaking of which, um, in Pokemon Generation 1, the the rumour is that no one really knew that Mew was put in the game, apart from one developer. Yeah, just like, there was a little bit of like space left on the code is the old story,
1: isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Which we don't the last through days. They just went, I'm going to put this Pokemon in, and that's why... It wasn't accessible in game, but it was only written down in like the Pokemon Mansion book that mentioned Mew, and it's like, well, you know, I'll secretly put in Mew without the rest of the development team knowing because it's only a small team, and... and now it's like this urban legend almost. So then there's like the a series like yeah.
1: Ask where he asks about that, and like no one knows because it was just so long uh, ago, and like obviously people didn't really care. That's like, the thing. Moose straight up to I'll the next got project. It right there.
0: Maybe when I get through this book eventually, like. I will find out but yeah I do have that Asuka water bottle right behind my head like just all the stuff's like the Metroid one like um, Samus being a girl was
1: supposedly mm. someone just on the staff joked about maybe Samus should be a girl and then when they asked someone on that I'm like, do you remember who suggested like like, fuck we do. It was 25 years ago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was a meeting I was in
1: 25 years ago, and we immediately moved on to another project five minutes after it finished. We mm-hmm. don't remember what we said in those meetings, but then, obviously, the telephone game of history likes simple stories. You like
0: simple stories with a clear narrative and
1: a satisfying mm-hmm. conclusion.
0: But, yeah, a lot of the ones where you want to ask developers now of famous glitches and famous things. Well, how did Mew actually get in the game? Is that, we don't know. We had... A lot of shit going on, and we had eight people developing the game. I don't remember. It happens a lot with like you know comic books and stuff as well. Like Stanley would just make
1: shit up, mm-hmm. and it became just like that became the law. And then when you get asked about it later, mm-hmm. he would honestly say, like, "I don't remember if I made that up because it was a good story, or if it's actually true." Yeah. I've been telling the same story for fifty years. Like the mm-hmm. thing about Spider Man being inspired by—he was in his office, he was, he was pitching an idea to an editor, and he saw a spider climbing up a wall. That's not true. But you would tell that story because, like, it's a lot better than I just sat down for three weeks, just screaming and pulling out my hair, thinking of a superhero. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more satisfying narratively to say you came up with it on the spot by spotting a spider climb
0: up the wall. Yeah, of course. As you say, people just want that clear, concise story. It's like instead of, well, I just banged my head against the wall until a concept of a character that was cool. Yeah, it's just no. I just. Saw a spider one day and got inspired.
1: Yeah. That stroke, that flash of genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's uh, missing now. this yeah, one of the... As you say, one of the most famous, if not the most famous glitch of all time. I struggle to think of a more famous one. Maybe the swing set mm-hmm. in GTA 4. It's <laughs> not the most... That's, that's the most maybe famous. one of the most fun ones. <laughs>
1: that's but the most famous to me, because I'll just never forget <laughs> when I did it with, like, Nico's girlfriend in the car. And Nico didn't get out of the car, but like the car kept going. And then after like 10 seconds, he just called up, your girlfriend has broken up with you, and I went, ah, okay, that's fair. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he just went into like, the atmosphere, and I was like, she'll be all right. And then he just called up 10 think, seconds later, if, like, she's if, broken like, up with you. if you
0: had launched me, if you had launched me halfway across Manhattan, I don't think I'd be speaking to you again, It's child. cheaper than a taxi, though. <laughs>
1: it's... But I just remember that came up, with, like, ah, oh, she'll be fine, your girlfriend has broken up with you. Like,
0: Fuck. I Fair. always love those of just jumping out of, like, you know, that car or like f speeding helicopters and stuff and trying to just land in one of the swimming pools. Oh, it was
1: great. Like, why is every swimming pool four feet deep in this world? <laughs> why can no one afford water? Oh, but yeah.
0: I mean, I guess we'll uh, end it there today. It's right. been a fun discussion, as always, and uh, let us know which one was the most interesting discussion. Yes. Well, right, then, as I don't know which wiki
1: won this week. You can follow the Discord link, linked below, to go and you know, have that discussion. I'll continue the discussion in our private Discord.
0: Yes, I will recopy that uh, just for people watching live. Do it. And postline chat. So if anyone wants to let us know the... Oh, God. That did not copy properly. Oh, I love when you accidentally copy-paste something wrong. you like, fuck! Yeah. Let, let me just copy, paste, and then uh yeah. So if anyone wants to let us know officially which wiki won this week, I'll be getting that poll up in the next like couple of hours when I've edited the audio version and everything for everyone. Uh, so yes, there will be an official poll in the Discord below. Well, thank you all for joining, and I hope everyone has a lovely time. Yep. Cheers, everybody.